What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey. And uh, uh, today's guest, it was, it, was, uh, it was a great guest, as always. But I was introduced to him through another guest that I kind of hit it off with here just a little while back. You might have listened to Aaron Zach. He's a sports agent. He's also uh, got a marketing agency. And Kyle Jones and Aaron work together. Kyle Jones is the founder of iCryo, one of the most successful uh, cryo franchises in the world. Uh, he's based out of Houston, Texas. He's got an incredible story as well. And it was just fun to hear. Actually, we, we, we spoke. It happened to be his fifth year anniversary of the iCryo business. And they're already expanding worldwide. Uh, so it was just a fun conversation. Just a great man. Just full of knowledge, young yet, very successful. So uh, I know you will enjoy this conversation. Uh, with that, I want to introduce you to Kyle Jones. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. And we got Kyle Jones here. Kyle Jones from Houston, Texas, uh, franchisor of iCryo. Uh, he told me uh, right before we started, today is the fifth anniversary of iCryo. So pretty, pretty cool to be on this day to and congratulations to that. But thank you, Kyle, for, for joining us today. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's always good to, uh, to speak with people that are in the, the wellness space. I love sharing all the education and knowledge. And um, you had spoke right before we started about Joe Rogan and, and kind of the power behind his messages. And uh, that's, that's a guy that I, I, loved, I love listening to. And I wish I could enjoy talking to personally because you're right. He just he feeds knowledge, man. He does. Yeah. Well, you, you need to work to get on that show, man. <laughs> Blow I cryo up. Um, yeah, he, uh, he is awesome. I love it. He's in Texas now too, right? He's in he Austin. Yep. He's in Austin. It seems like everybody's moving to, to Texas <laughs> now, man. I know. Is that a good or a bad thing? I'm wondering, <laughs> I know I've, I've seen some of you Texans, uh, talk online about like, Everybody wants to live here, but I'm not sure we want everybody to, to come here, right? I suppose as long as they know how to play by the rules. Yep. <laughs> um, well, let's, 
I got a question that I usually start us off with, which is championship leadership's the name of the podcast. So what comes to mind for you? What does championship leadership mean to you when you hear that? For me, right off the bat, when you said it starting off this podcast, I mean, that just resonated a bunch of positivity for me. Um, there, there's two, two words that I kind of just lived my life by and that I started this company by. Um, it's energy and positivity. Um, as soon as you said that, it triggered both of those for me. Um, I'm a big believer in, in energy. I'm a big believer in, in transfer of energy from one person to another. Um, and I'm huge on positivity. Everybody here in the office will tell you uh, the, the, the fastest way to get on my bad side is to be a negative person. And so, um, when, when you said that to me, it, it spoke those two words immediately. Um, normally, when I engage in a person for the very first time, I try to sense, do they have that positivity type vibe to them? And are they transferring good energy back and forth? And to me, championship leadership, you got to have positivity. And uh, in my mind, you've got to have good energy, a good aura around you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because... Yeah, people feed off of that, right? It's it's one of those things that just you just can sense and you can tell about somebody without having to say anything. So, as a leader, most I mean, most importantly, your energy, your positivity, your way of being, just like you know how how you are for the day or whatever it might be. Man, they're reading that before you even have to say a word. So, right. yeah, absolutely, yeah, one hundred percent. Well, tell us a little bit more. I, you know, I, I mentioned real quick, five years today is, uh, happens to be today. Thank you, Facebook, for the memories, right? The <laughs> reminders that they give us. Yep. Um, but yeah, just give us, give us a little insight into who you are, the path that you've been on, and how that has taken you to where you are today. Yeah, for me, it's always been athletics, sports, um, health, wellness, fitness. That's, that's kind of always been my, my path in life. And um, you know, getting a, uh, getting a scholarship to go play football in Division II really kind of opened up my eyes to the next level. Uh, when I was there, it was interesting. My, my, uh, my quarterback's coach pulled me aside after the very first season and said, Kyle, don't take this the wrong way because, I, you know, I know you look at me as a mentor, but I don't think football is your thing. <laughs> and, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That would be heartbreaker. Oh, for me, it, it crushed me in here. Man. Yeah. And uh, so I was waiting, you know, for the butt. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he said, but I do think you have some type of uh, passion for something in the wellness space, something in health, something in fitness. I mean, I don't know what that is, but he said, you're, you're so in tune with the workouts. You're so in tune with the nutrition of all of our players. You're, you're just in tune with everything across the board as far as health is, is concerned. So I kind of took the next year. I, I, uh, I moved back here to Houston, my hometown, um, did some soul searching. Uh, finished my uh, my basics at a community college, and then um, I really started to look in healing, the way that the body can heal uh, from a natural perspective, as long as you do the right things for it, right? Um, so not using prescribed medications or going under the knife, but but doing the right things. And and one of the most rewarding, I remember reading an article back in 2011, 2010. One of the most rewarding careers on the planet at that point in time was physical therapy. And it's because you were the one person that took an individual from being wherever they were at in life to getting back to 100%, right? You were the one person that was there every step of the way. Um, and it, it's just such a gratifying thing to, to know that you were, you were the guy that helped an elderly person be able to play with their grandkids on the ground without hurting, right? Or whatever that looked like, right? It didn't have to be from a surgery. And so for me, I sought out my doctorate in physical therapy. I was about halfway through my doctorate program 
um, and I stumbled across cryotherapy and just completely changed my life. Um, the research, the knowledge, um, understanding, you know, kind of the inception of where it came from back in 1978, a Japanese scientist was trying to uh, treat rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia, so autoimmune issues that deal directly okay. with inflammation. Um, he was trying to treat that on a, on a holistic basis. And uh, for me, that just, it spoke to me. It hit me right in the heart. Um, it, 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 physical therapy was the, was the big mothership of what I was looking at, but cryotherapy really honed in on me and, and kind of my efforts and what I wanted to do. And so um, I, I, I talked to my professors, I talked to my family and I said, hey, I'm not, I'm not finishing school. And um, I'd already had my bachelor's degree, but I said, I'm not going to finish my doctorate program. And they're like, what are you doing? Why, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I took a leap of faith and uh, God willing pursued through, through all my knowledge and, and just being an entrepreneur driven individual um, and, and opened my first location. Like you said, five years ago today, we're celebrating the five year anniversary. And um, for me, it, it was just the, the dawn of I cryo was just uh, an element of surprise in my life. Right. I didn't expect to get there, um, but it just knowing that we're helping so many people, um, every guest that walks inside of our door, for me, that's another chance to set the stage of healing for somebody else. Um, and, and for me, now that we're franchising locations nationwide, soon to be international, creating so many job opportunities. Yeah, that's incredible. So we'll talk about that a little bit. It's a pretty big deal that you guys are franchising, you know, two, I think you said a little over two years in, you, you, you made that step. And uh, how many locations do you have right now? What was the decision to do that? So I was actually, I, uh, I was trying to decide, did I want to own a few of these around Houston that I want to keep it local? Um, and me and my father were actually formerly in a food franchise together. Um, we had a couple locations. They were sub shops around Houston. And uh, my dad came to me and he said, man, you know, let's, let's see if there's a cryotherapy franchise opportunity. And so I remember... Uh, sitting at home Googling, you know, cryotherapy business or cryotherapy franchise, and there were none. There was zero. And uh, I just, you know, me and my dad kind of looked at each other like, wow, you know, this could be a big opportunity for us to pioneer that space and for us to be the first ones. And, and we were. We were one of the first ones to start franchising cryotherapy. Um, for me, it, it, it started out just being able to work through the growing pains and understand how did this business of cryotherapy sit on its own, right? Um, and I look back to 2001 when Massage Envy did that, right? They, they uh -huh. were the very first company to take Massage, a wellness-based service, wrap a business model around it that was duplicatable and franchise it out. They were the very first ones to do it. They're yeah. the best ones at it. Um, I think now they're 20-something countries in and, and 1,500-plus locations. So, I mean, they know what they're doing, right? Yeah, right. And uh, for me, I had the same vision. I still do have the same vision. And creating that, uh, creating that duplicatable model for cryotherapy, two things I wanted to accomplish. Number one, somebody that didn't know anything about business could be very successful running an iCryo location, right? So you had to, you had to lock down the marketing tactics, the sales tactics, um, the hiring process. I mean, everything that makes a business a business. And second, people that just enjoyed cryotherapy as a customer and wanted to start it as a business, you know, they were able to make that transition without going through the three years, four years of growing pains that I went through starting yeah. out. So um, for me, it's just, it's exciting to see all that come to fruition. Uh, it's exciting to see our franchisees, you know, loving what they do. 
Um, you talk to any one of our owners and, and they'll tell you, you know, some days, right, it's business, it's frustrating, but it, it, it doesn't really feel like you're coming to work because you're passionate about what you're, what you're doing for business. Yeah. What's, um, who are some of, uh, who are some of the championship leaders that have impacted you along your journey? Um, you know, and, and it's always more so than just who they are, but really what, what is it about them? What are some of the characteristics that have really stood out to you that, uh, whether it's a coach, a mentor, family member, you know, that, that has impacted you in a way, uh, that maybe you've even taken to help mold who you are as a leader. For me, it always, it, it, it's easy. It's simple with my father. Um, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's been kind of like my knight in shining armor uh, since day one. He, he raised me to be the man that I am today. Um, you know, just, I kind of looked up to him in, in everything, in, in relationships and um, relationships with God, relationships with my friends, relationships with my family members. Uh, he, he's probably one of the most, uh, I don't know, I would say hardworking entrepreneurs on the planet. Um, I remember when I was a kid, he made the uh, decision. He used to be a regional developer, uh, regional development manager for AutoZone. And um, so, so when he took the leap of faith and quit his job to start his own company so he could spend time with, with me and my sister, I have a younger sister who works in the company as well. Um, he's been an entrepreneur ever since then, you know, starting businesses, selling businesses. For, for me, that's, that's tough for some people to do, right? Yeah. It's tough for some people not to have that steady paycheck every two weeks and to kind of go on a leap of faith, get a credit card, max that out to start a business and hope things work out. Right. And yeah. so I've seen him do that for 30 years now. Um, it's just an amazing person. He's, he's taught me what it is to be a man. He's taught me what it is to be a husband. Uh, he's teaching me what it is to hopefully one day, one day be a father. Um, so yeah, for me, for me, it's my dad. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. So your, is your father a part of the business? He is. Uh, when, we, when, we started to, uh, when we started to look at the first location, uh, he's been a general contractor for about 30 years. And so I had him build the first location for me. Okay. Um, he kind of started to really pay attention to it after it was done because we had so much attention. Um, we're in a small suburb right outside of Houston, nothing big, you know, 50, 60,000 people, nothing crazy. Uh, but he saw the amount of attention that the location was getting, not, not just from a local, but from a state or a nationwide perspective. And uh, me and him would have conversations every week. And he'd ask me how things were going. And then about a year into it, he said, man, I, you've got something special here. And um, he, he once again in business stepped away from his construction uh, business. He sold that off, liquidated all the assets. And, um, and he says, hey, let's, let's start franchising. And um, so we co-founded the franchise arm together. Uh, he acts as the CEO. I act as the COO. He's a lot more back end, uh, you know, paper contracts and that type of thing. I'm more front end operations in your face type thing. And so we work, uh, we work really well as a team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, Tom, well, I know Aaron, Zach, he was on my podcast. He, he connected us. He's got revolving mind media, uh, minds media. And, um, He's also worked, he's an agent, he's worked with some, some big names in the, in the sports world. And I know you've, you've uh, leveraged some of that as well. Um, how, how has that played a part, uh, those types of relationships and what you guys have going on? Yeah, for me, I'm a big relationships guy, as I spoke about earlier. Um, you know, big, big on energy, big on relationships. And 
when we met Aaron Zach, it started out as a very, very small partnership in business and, and working through some of those things that he could provide from a PR standpoint or a marketing standpoint. And uh, within the first few months of working with him, I remember I told him it was uh, coming into actually about the same time of year as it is now. Uh, we were coming into the fall, winter months, and, and I told him, I said, hey, man, one of the initiatives I want for, for you guys to bring to iCryo is I want to do a charity event for the holidays. I want to give back to kids. I want to, give, I want to do something. It was the first time as a company we were financially capable to, to give back. Yeah. And um, he actually called me one day and he said, hey, interesting opportunity. Um, we have an event that we're doing with Jalen Smith of the, of the Dallas Cowboys where we're going to involve the Boys and Girls Club. We're going to do like a Secret Santa type thing. And he said, do you want to be involved? And immediately I said, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't know, right, I right. didn't know what we were getting into. I just said, yes. And, yeah. Um, so we drove up to Dallas. I brought some of my corporate team with me. We bought a bunch of bicycles from kids. Um, it, it was just such an amazing day. Yeah. And, I, and I'll never forget me and Jalen were in the back room getting mic'd up for, for some of the news channels. Um, a 30 minute conversation and things clicked. Yeah. It was, I mean, we were just vibing so well together. Um, just who he is as a man was just incredible. I have yeah. to remind myself he's still in his 20s because he's <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he, and so Aaron Zach and Revolving Mind actually uh, sparked the partnership, which Jalen is now an equity investor in our company. Uh, he's opening uh, his second location now this next year. He opened his first location in June. Um, so the relationship, the partnership's just been tremendous. And, and guys like Aaron Zach, um, you know, they just, they speak that to you, right? They yeah. speak that relationship aspect. And so it's, it's been great. Cool. Yeah. Very good. What's, um, you talked a little bit about it, but what, you know, I, I, when I talk about championship leadership, you know, vision's a big piece of that, right? Championship leaders, Bill Belichick's, Nick Saban's, just these coaches that have been, you know, at the highest level, continuing to find a way to, to rise to the top. And it's, it's not easy. You, you're competing against the best of the best in the world. And yet they continue to have a vision that seems to be a little bit different than ever, everyone else's. They can see certain things that other people can't. And they have the courage to be able to take action on that. So I'm um, curious what, you know, what's, what's your vision, the impact that you want to have? I know we've talked about it a little bit with the franchising and growing this, but, but yeah, maybe talk a little bit uh, deeper into that of, you know, let's even say five years from now, a lot can happen, but still kind of a short term. What's it, the impact, the vision that you want to have with iCryo? Yeah, it was funny when we, uh, when me and my father put together the first five-year projection of what we wanted to do as a company, uh, we, we had just a couple couple people on the corporate team at that point. We really didn't have any, uh, we really didn't have departments, right? You kind of start out with yeah. people in a, in a dream. And, um, you know, we were putting together numbers where we were going to do 500 plus locations. And we were putting together numbers that, you know, revenues were going to be in the multi, multi millions. And um, it, it was just to some people, it would have seemed way out of reach, right? Yeah. Um, me and my father, you know, I'm, I'm cut from the same cloth that he's cut from. and. I looked at it and I said, yeah, that's our goal. You know, these are our yeah. goals. This is what we're going to do. And um, right now we're approaching 100 locations sold across a dozen different states here in the United States. We're, we're having conversations internationally with, with multiple countries. And so it's funny to see the, the, the original team that was here on our corporate staff from day one. We yeah. now look, they now look back and say, wow, you know, you and your dad were not joking. Um, you, right. you have to have, obviously... Every year is an incremental goal, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, the championship leaders that you're referring to, you know, like the Nick Sabans and the Bill Belichicks, 
they're thinking decade plus down the road. Yeah. And they're thinking, you know, okay, hey, while I'm having my organization work on these incremental goals, I know my goal is way out there and I know it's this big, right? Yeah. Um, so so for, for me and my dad, we're big, big visionary. Um, yeah. Sometimes, I, it, it's funny, my wife, she can't handle it sometimes. Yeah. Where, uh, I'll speak about different things and she's trying to reel me in. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't think that's possible. And I said, oh, trust me, it is. We're going to make yeah. it happen. And I, I think that's the difference, you know, just yeah. understanding a championship leader thinks about things that are beyond what the normal person can comprehend. And I by no means am trying to toot my horn or, or the companies, but, um, right. you know, it takes that. It takes that type of leadership to, to reach those milestones that people think are unachievable. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that as well. What's, um, what's a turning point? for you kind of a, um, like that fork in the road moment where obviously you made the decision that you did, which has you where you are today, but you know, had you, you know, went down a different path, you could be in a completely different place in life right now. We have a lot of those moments, I think, but there's usually a few that really stick to our, to, to mind for us. And, you know, I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs listen, um, that are listeners of this podcast that you know, very well could be in that place. And it's always good to hear from others and how they navigated during those times. So do you have, do you have a moment that comes to mind? Most definitely. Yeah. To me, I always, I always reflect back on something one of my professors said when I was in, uh, when I was in my undergrad, um, he said, Kyle, you're going to have between the age of, of 18 when you graduate high school and 30 years old, everybody has two or three life changing opportunities that they're presented with. Um, realistically you could fail it all right you could they yeah. could be a complete bust but but knowing that you tried is kind of what counts and that's what molds you um as a man or a woman and that's what molds your character um it, i think the one thing that gets people from achieving their lifelong goal um and what they were destined to do on this planet is really taking that leap of faith and understanding that failure it, it's going to happen you can't be afraid to fail and so for me um, you know, changing my degree path and, and not pursuing my doctorate program in, in school, that's a massive decision. You know, I'm literally, I went from, uh, I could have been Mr. Jones to Dr. Jones, right? Yeah, and, right. Uh, that, that's big for people, right? And for, for me, that was a turning point in, in my life. And that's what kind of, it, it put me on the, the path that I am today. And that's a very tough decision. You know, school uh, nowadays, especially doctorate programs, they cost a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so, so to to be halfway through that and just kick it to the curb, um, that's not something that most people would do. And and to be honest, it it took a, a lot of sweat coming off my <laughs> back to, to make that decision. But um, you know, from then on out, I think after you make that decision, after you make that leap of yeah. faith to, to change paths, you have to be all in. Right. You you you've got to get rid of whatever you were doing, and you got to change your your head a hundred percent in that one eighty direction. You have to go. Yeah. Um, if you if you don't let if you let off the gas even a little bit, that's where people start to have issues, and and people need to understand that um, you know it is an uphill battle to to get to that second round. It's not easy. Yeah. And, um. So so for me, I always tell people they say, man, you know, you're you're a young guy for for what you've accomplished. You know what it's gotta be tough. You had to have, you know, you've had so many, do you have so many positive stories? Honestly, no, I have, I have more negative stories because <laughs> you have to fail so many times to get to where you're at, right? You make mistakes. And so I always, 
I have a running joke that we, uh, at iCry, we failed our way to the top. I like that. Yeah, I like it. It's so true, right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad it's, you know, it's almost the decision. Yes, it's a, it's a tough, tough choice or a tough decision at times. Sometimes it's, it, it's an easy one for you, but uh, for others, it, it seems like a difficult decision. But, uh, but then once you make that, to just go, like you said, and yeah. uh, I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's. I have to, and one thing I, you know, I don't give enough credit, uh, or I feel like I don't, are the people that surround you. You know, yeah. um, you have to be surrounded with like-minded people. You have to be surrounded. Um, I love the quote. You know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Uh, for me, that that hits home because um, I don't like to be the smartest person in the room. My corporate team, half of them are smarter than I am. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm always about round table. I'm always about learning from the person next to me, um, elevating your inner circle every single day. Uh, it's just super important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As we start to wrap this up, what are, if you have like one or two things that you could give to the listeners that if they were to implement today would help move their life forward today, what would that be? Right off the bat, I just kind of alluded to it a minute ago. Um, I also love the saying, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. Right, right, yeah. Right, and and to me that hits home because you're you're the average of the the five or six people you hang around the most. I mean, I live by that. And and for me, of course, am I still friends with the guys I was friends with in high school? Yeah, and we chat, you know, my college buddies and, all that, but but they're not the people that I spend every day with. They're not the people right. that I give my time to. The most yeah. valuable thing on the planet is time because it's the one thing you don't get back. So for me, spending time with people that are far, far more superior than I am with, with relationships or business or spirituality, whatever that may be, um, I always tell people, look at the people you hang around. That might be the first change that you make in your life. Yeah. 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 I love that. What, um, what are a few ways that we can find out more about iCryo and yourself and follow you as well? Guys, I'm, I'm very interactive on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, I don't have Snapchat or Twitter, so you can't get me there, but uh, <laughs> go to iCryo.com. That's where you can find out majority of the information about iCryo. We have social media handles galore. Uh, I used to call ourselves a marketing company. We were just really good at marketing. And so, uh, iCryo.com is the best place. I-C-R-Y-O.com. Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely get that linked up too. So Kyle, I appreciate your time today. It's, it, it has been a pleasure to, to speak with you and get to know you a little bit more and, and hear more about your story. So thank you so much for taking time. Thank you. In 05 and 06, I've deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I miss my life, miss my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with her. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable from my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years of marriage has never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer, we can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it, I probably already did it Consider it done, 
Hey, baby.